Greetings, dear listener. You're listening to the Jaunty Mantis podcast. This is Jesse. This is Maddie. And we are presenting to you today a special bonus episode. True story. Yeah, why do we do these? Well, the Jaunty Mantis is released in seasons, 12 episodes per. And uh, the reason for that is so we have time to take a breather, get uh, extra recordings done, make sure we don't fall behind. So if you're listening to this, that means that we're in between seasons. We made it. (laughs) So we'll be back soon. And until then, enjoy this episode, this bonus episode. It's not necessarily about role-playing game topics, but it is very nerd adjacent. And we hope you enjoyed it. Yep. This one won't be a full hour, right? I don't think so. I don't think we can go for a full hour on what exactly is a murder hobo. I mean, I bet we could, but we don't have to. Okay. We certainly don't have to. There's no rules on how long our fucking episodes would be. I would love for us to just release a 10-minute episode just to see what happens. I mean, a hundred, according to our web analytics, a hundred people listen to this show consistently. Yep. Which is a hundred more than I thought would listen to it. So yeah. I thought it well, I should say it's ninety-eight more than I thought would listen to it because I knew I would listen to it and I figured my mom would listen to it too. Hi, mom. So I'd, I'd be sad on Thursdays if we released a 10-minute episode, but <laughs> you know it'd be know. awesome. <laughs> Three of our listeners talked to me about it. Um oh that's right. You know people who listen to the show because you either guilted to them or or you because you because you have a genuine friendship can i say this is something i'm very jealous of when jesse sauer asks somebody to look into something that he's participated in they do it and i think that's amazing because when i do that people are just like yeah check it out sure but i know it's not going to happen and it doesn't and that's fine you don't have to be into what i'm into and to be honest when people are like hey i'm in a band i'm like oh great here we go again so i get it but it speaks to the quality of this man, his genuine soul, and who he is as a person. That people actually get interested in the things when he asks them to check them out. Or maybe it's just my uh, willingness to blithely and kindly say like more times than is probably reasonable. Did you get a chance to listen yet? <laughs> yeah, that's probably it's all technique. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. I think you'd like it if you did, but no pressure. Two weeks later did you get a chance to listen yet oh uh, it's all about the follow-up yeah and i will do that forever all right i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna start following up on people i asked to listen to the show okay 105 here we come all right you are listening to the jaunty mantis and the jaunty mantis is a podcast about creative questions for curious gamers i'm one of those curious gamers my name is maddie and here with me i have another curious gamer his name is jesse say what are games hello i'm curious i'm curious about games hello human jesse i have a question for you for this episode sure what is a murder hobo exactly 
an adolescent power fantasy in a 40 year old man's body oh so just like men in general yeah no it's yeah all right usually. let me let me abbreviate that so straight white men <laughs> in general yeah no um I would say to introduce this and, and we're probably going to go into more depth than just the definition a murder hobo mm -hmm. is a person engaged in a style of play in a role-playing game that treats friendly NPCs villagers and the world at large like a stolen car okay explain uh it is someone who is going to it's like link in every zelda game you just walk into somebody's house and start picking up their pots and throwing them on the ground in front of them to see if there's money in them mm. and unlike in a zelda game in uh those innocent townsfolk you're robbing can attack you in an rpg and then you kill them because they're innocent townsfolk and it's a power fantasy so they're weaker than you are because well, a guy you, who makes oh, your shoes oh, has no cantrips or first level spell slots, Jesse. Right. Yeah, he cannot he cannot do a chill touch to save his life. <laughs> and uh <laughs> it probably wouldn't if he could. <laughs> but what if he could? No, anyway, so that's what a murder hobo is. I th I think that's a pretty pretty fair high level assumption. Um it is a trope that people groan about and mm. i kind of suspect is less common than people talk about i agree with this i think the murder hoboism is a um what do they call it those giant stuffed animal costumes they use with sports sports a furry well furries dress up in them yeah but like sports like look i like hockey and sometimes and i like uh uh some other stuff but like sports is kind of confusing to me right because people get really aggressive about it but they also have a stuffed a giant stuffed animal that runs around and like does shenanigans and shit. the mascot that's what it's called i think the murder hobo is a mascot of role-playing games specifically D D, and i think it's universally reviled and simultaneously celebrated and I don't think it actually exists in the way that people or in the frequency that people think it does. Yep. You, oh, okay. Well then 10 minute episode. All right, everybody. Okay, we did it. You got them. <laughs> yeah. Roll it up. I think too. Okay. So one of the things too, about like, where does this come from in the hobby? Yes. Uh, is another thought I had. And I have a little bit of perspective about this because, um, Goodman, I want to say Goodman games uh does i wish i could remember the product line but they basically take old school first edition ad and d adventure modules or like basic expert set adventure modules and <laughs> pack them package them up with the original adventure and then a conversion for 5e usually in a giant tome and as one of my things uh that I decided to do is I talked to my one of my Wednesday night gaming groups when we were in between games and I said hey I have this idea I want to use a rule set called into the unknown and every time I say that I want to sing the song from frozen 2 because I have children <laughs> so like so the game is called into the unknown there you go singing badly on Johnny Manis <laughs> um and uh I'm running them through the village of Hamlet and the temple of elemental evil classics 
Yes. And they toned it down a little for the 5e conversion, but even in the 5e conversion, when you're in the village of Hamlet, it says like, if you dig in the roots of the oak tree behind this random farmer's house, you will find 300 gold pieces and a plus one scale shirt. Hmm. Why? Yeah. So why is that written down? Mm-hmm. Right. What What is telegraphed by that being there? It's that normal people have loot. Mm-hmm. And in first edition, how did you gain experience? Right. Treasure. Treasure that you got out and spent. Right. Mm-hmm. From killing monsters. You killed the monsters because they had the treasure, which gave you the experience. Well, you didn't have to kill them in first edition. One of the things I actually like about that is like, oh. if you just outsmarted them and robbed them blind without a fight, which oh. was oftentimes a good idea because of the lethality of combat, Bilbo you Baggins still got style. that XP. Yeah. And it was worth more XP than actually killing the monster. Hmm. Um, I just monster death XP inflation is a real thing that I wish the, the fed would take a look at, uh, <laughs> the real so, policies in America. Yeah. But, but that Gygaxian adventure module, right. Is a starting point for so many people running games mm -hmm. and then writing their own adventures. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to write down that detail in their adventures and it's going to be there, is it in response to the players going off to do stuff like that and wanting having something to be there? Mm -hmm. Or is it the guy who invented the game pretty much <laughs> telegraphing that, hey, this is a thing you can do. You can pledge yourself to chaos. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I think the people who grew up, it's more common in our generation, I would say. Mm. Or was when we were younger. Hopefully people outgrew it, but maybe, hey, they didn't. You know, there's a whole thread called RPG Horror Stories on Reddit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the impetus of the murder hobo. And it's that the DMs grew up running adventures and reading adventures and writing adventures that made normal people pinatas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's accurate. So do we have, so, so you, but you agree with me that it's not a, as, as big of a thing as people are making it out to be. I mean, I sincerely doubt it. I don't, I mean, my groups will periodically make jokes like, oh, we're murder hobos, but like nobody's going into the tavern and cutting the throat of the like tavern keeper to like rifle through the coin box. Well, then let me ask you a question. Have you run a game for actual murder hobos? Have you been a murder hobo yourself? Well, let's look at the actions in Fandelver. Mm-hmm. Right. So we played a game. Our buddy Johnny Five ran this game. It was Lost Minds of Fandelver, right? And so he's running it as kind of a sandboxy thing. We got this character. We find out there's the the what are they? The red brands? Mm-hmm who are why i'm okay ignore it i gave the <laughs> thumbs up in zoom and then zoom recorded that i gave the thumbs up and then it animated a separate thumbs up in the corner of my screen oh there it is again yep. it's haunting 
Yeah. It's like the severed hand of those townspeople we killed for their trip. Okay. So, sorry. Um, J5's game. Yeah. There's an inn, right? There's an inn where the red brands, who all the townsfolk and the villagers tell us these people have been shaking us down for protection money. They're bad news. We wish we could get rid of them. We found out there's an inn where they hang out. A whole <laughs> bunch of them were in there. Uh-huh. We scouted it out to make sure, you know, there was an there was a, a serving girl and a tavern keeper. We came up with a ruse to lure those people out, and then we barricaded the door and set fire <laughs> to the building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But go ahead. I think that under a modern definition, someone would be like, oh, those murder hobos burned down the inn. And I'm it, like, no, mm. we efficiently eliminated a threat to the town. And I think my character actually donated his treasure to rebuild the inn. <laughs> <laughs> my warlock. Like, <laughs> yeah, your warforged warlock. Yes. Um. So first of all, if Billy the Kid did what we did, it would be in a, it would make for a great scene in a movie. Okay? So yeah. like I think the murder hoboism speaks to that's that Billy the Kid in all of us. I I I'm I'm struggling to come up with another anti-hero style character, the Punisher maybe. Um, you know, it, like this is what i kind of think of some of the like anyway you know what i'm trying to say like i think it speaks to that anti-hero nature of human personality that it's like i'm willing like, i'm dirty hairy i'm willing oh god i'll just keep using outdated references here but like i'm a vigilante there's nothing i won't do but i'm doing it for the right reasons so fuck you pay me you know what i mean and i don't think that's murder hoboism okay yeah, I have run a group. I've run a game for a group that, in my opinion, they were murder hobos. You know what I'm talking. You know the group I'm talking about. We've kind of mentioned them, you know, in on the show before, but they were terrorizing the town. You know, they were killing people in the town and then decorating themselves in their body parts because they thought it was funny. That seems a little extreme. Is that murder hoboism or is that edgelord very mutilation much, yeah. bullshit? Yeah, no, that's that's mutilating townsfolk because you think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem here isn't that murder hoboism is a thing because I don't think it actually is. I think that murder hoboism is a inflection point for that group because what happened to me is that 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 style of play didn't work for me and then we had a conflict so what should have happened is either i should have had an adult conversation with those people and said hey guys this isn't the kind of game that i want to play or that i want to run for you guys if this is how you want to play that's fine but i'm out no harm no foul we can all still be friends i just this isn't what i'm interested in or what i could have done is and this is kind of piggybacking advice that you had in a previous episode because I thought about it a lot since then. But then shouldn't I have just changed the game and treated them like outlaws and fed into this desire where they wanted to be these evil murderous pieces of shit 
And then the instead of going into a dungeon and killing monsters, like the emperor is dispatching like, you know, elite kill squads to come after them. Like, shouldn't I give them the opportunity to like organize monsters, maybe even create a dungeon of their own? Like that could have been a very cool origin story of what would eventually become villains in a D&D setting. Right. Like, I just yeah, didn't want to play into it because I didn't like it. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the ultimate question of like when you say, should I have? I would say the question you have to ask is not should I have is would I have fun running this kind of game? Mm -hmm. Is there something interesting for me, the DM, who is also a player at the table to mm -hmm. do? Would mm -hmm. I enjoy this? If the answer is, you know, I think I might, then yeah, mm -hmm. why not? Other bandits start to flock to them and now they have to manage like right. these other guys right? Uh, who may be even fucking crazier than they are. Right. Um, like there's lots of interesting ways it can go, but the only way it's going to go that way is if it is fun mm -hmm. for you running the game, another equal player in the game mm -hmm. to run that. And if it's not, yeah, no harm, no foul. Like this isn't the kind of style of play I want to do guys. Let yeah. Like I, I hold myself partially responsible in this circumstance because I stayed in it and there's a part of me that almost regrets now now that i'm older because this happened a long time ago but there's a part of me that's older now that's like man think about what we could have done with that game you know i could have had monsters start to show up and be like we heard there's a new big bad in town and you're it and there's a section of bugbears that um you know they they sign on with one character they begin following him around right and then there's another group of like kobolds and they start following the other one so there's different factions of monsters that devote themselves to each one of the party members and then they start fighting the factions start fighting with each other right and now uh the player characters the quote-unquote murder hobos now have to start either deciding diplomacy what they're going to do diplomatically or let the chaos ensue you know what i mean and the more i think about it the more i kind of want to do that game now like i kind of want to go back in time and be like hey man i'm gonna take a chill pill and do the game this way give the players what they want that's kind of oh that's that's kind of what we say like i you know in our gm because it's cool episode we said study the player characters find out what they're mechanics are and what their details are and then craft the game around them so i'm wondering if murder hoboism is just a style of play that's not getting its fair day in court so to speak or it's, it's not getting enough of the spotlight you know it's a conflict between the gm who's like no i spent hours creating this vast universe of magic and mystery and you just punched the mayor in the face and I'm not going to go along with it because I spent all this time working on this game. Sorry, that was my piss. You're off being pretty harsh on yourself there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you, but that that's kind of why that happened, though. It's just that I didn't use that voice, but that's kind of what happened. I got mad at them because A, I didn't want to be in that style of game because it made me uncomfortable. And B, I did a lot of work on the game and I felt like they were being disrespectful which maybe both of those things can be true. What do you think? Yeah, I think they're both true. I mean, okay. like, cause like I, I sort of think this phase of this game, uh, 
like is sort of I, I feel the real bones of this podcast mm-hmm. like the conversations that we had back then when like it was all D therapy <laughs> sure. where i was trying to help help matt out and be like we came up with some solutions like hey give them control of the monsters in combat so they don't mm-hmm. feel like it's you and on an adversarial thing um right like all things to try and do this but at the end of the day yeah you can't curb a player's impulses and if you do take a moment did you had the adult conversation with them like a couple times right Mm -hmm. and it didn't work yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's the time to walk away because then it's just going to get into like a punitive cycle of like right but then then that's what happened you know but there's a what if what if i had worked smarter not harder in that situation you know yeah when you think of a murder hobo, what I think of is a group of people who are going from place to place and they're using the skills and talents they have to kill things and make a living for money. So in the real world, I know fantasy and real world are different, but in the real world, they say, if you're good at something, you should get paid for it, right? If an artist, if you, you know, an artist should get paid for their work, right? Writer's Guild is in strike for this, you know, like you should get paid for your labor. And if you're an adventurer traveling from town to town, picking up odd jobs that involve a, you know, a sword or a spell, why shouldn't you get paid for your work? Just because the town is telling you they can't afford it. Fuck you, pay me. I'm a mercenary yeah <laughs> god damn it why did we talk about this because now i want to <laughs> play in it <laughs> dude i have that about almost every episode we talk about something and i'm like making notes about it for a later game so explain yep. to so now you tell me like what like what do you want to play like what appeal what about that appeals to you uh get it getting to live out an adolescent power fantasy <laughs> yeah i mean i would say though too like there's some interesting things that you could do with that like all that stuff happens but you don't change the experience rules (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah you're rich but you're still like second level because (laughs) yeah because the average person is a cobbler and he doesn't do chill touch yeah he he doesn't he he might give you like five experience points and like there there are not you know what at five experience points what would it take to get to 300 i'm really bad at math 60 there's not 60 townsfolk in this tiny village mm-hmm. and it would have to be one of you killing 60 of them in order to gain second level so right right they're not worth anything in experience yeah. points yeah yeah I think that's what it is. I think the conflict of the murder hobo comes. I think the onus is on the dungeon master. This is a make-believe game where everything on their character sheet is for fights. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not we're not playing a game of political intrigue. We're playing a game where I hit a thing with a sword or shoot it with a fucking Melf's acid arrow or whatever. Conversely, you know? though, here's here's a thought I just had about this this would be the game and unfortunately the type of people that naturally default to this rare though i think we've kind of agreed they are you Mm -hmm. haven't run a game for them though but 
This is the one where you need safety tools. Okay. Because this freewheeling adolescent power fantasy, uh, you know, like I would want lines and veils and Mm -hmm. like, like I, I don't want to hear how you kill a child in a game. Like I'm a parent, even harm to fantasy children is uncomfortable to me now. Yeah. Uh, I'll do you one better. Uh, we can do the murder fantasy, uh, psycho shit, but here are the ground rules. No rape, no mutilation, no violence towards children or animals. Is That's beheading what- and putting a head on a spike a mutilation, or is that just good foreign well, policy? <laughs> well, we can have a discussion about what counts as mutilation, acceptable or un- or otherwise. But that, but to, that's kind of speaking to your point. Is like, here are some ground rules for what we're doing. Like, I I have the same ground rules in a game. You know, there's been very few times where a character I've been playing has had romantic interactions with NPCs in the game, and it's like, yeah, I don't want to make my best friend Jesse super uncomfortable while my character hits on him, hits on his NPC. Or do I? I don't know. Like, I feel like this is a safe space. I think he'd be okay with it. But that's yeah, not exactly fine. what I want to do for fun. You know, I mean, it might be interesting to explore how deep a role playing game goes. But at the end of the day, it's just friends sitting around a table or a Zoom, drinking beers or whatever your your fun beverages of choice, killing monsters, making jokes. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know why so serious and i that's the other reason why i don't think murder hobos are a thing as much of a thing that people make them out to be i think it's a meme it's just a thing in the community it's the legend of D nerds it's a it's a fucking mascot running around on a football field like pretending to push the coach over you know what i mean it's like it, that's all it really is it's a joke i'm not it's saying like the dead alewives thing totally yes yes Explain the dead alewives real quickly for our listeners. Well, I think it was a bit on Dr. Demento, but it's like, uh, it's, it was basically like, uh, some people thumbing their nose at the satanic panic. And so it enters with like a voice of like prepare to enter the most frightening world of Satanism and demonology, the world of dungeons and dragons. And then it's just like a bunch of like stereotypes of kids playing D D like mm-hmm. is there any mountain dew left like all doing mm-hmm. funny voices just like you know like what do you see before me darkness i shoot a magic missile at the darkness yeah. mm-hmm. like just showing obviously that the satanic panic is absolutely insane um mm-hmm. or attempting to and it's become like a funny meme for mm-hmm. gamers of a certain generation because we all get it um i think the murder hobo thing can kind of be the same thing Mm-hmm. And I think too, where the murder hobo phenomenon is a problem or where people call it a murder hobo is when you get a GM who doesn't have that adult conversation or doesn't do a session zero and has spent a lot of time on world building or wants to do a serious and pathos driven game, mm-hmm. doesn't talk about it and then has a game with a bunch of characters who just want to do goof em ups while their players like you know drink beer and eat pretzels Mm -hmm. um and that's where people start calling people murder hobo and and the problem is it's just a lack of a conversation between players now this doesn't 
absolve problem players of being problem players there are very real problem players who do things we had this guy once in a game <laughs> i know where this is going <laughs> who uh he was a druid who was a warforged and i think i had described like you see you know they're on a boat you see shark fins trailing the boat like like okay cool well i'm gonna jump in the water and change into a c shape so i can push the boat faster i'm like okay and so then the sharks attacked him the sharks that in my memory of this event i had telegraphed <laughs> so he gets in the water man goes in the cage cage goes in the water sharks in the water our <laughs> shark uh yeah and his they got back on the boat after that and he was just like i have like a warforged dick mm -hmm. and i just like pull it off and start spraying oil out of it everywhere and we're all like what the fuck is going <laughs> on <laughs> yeah yeah not a murder hobo though no but definitely a problem player yeah and that's i think that's kind of what we're just getting at is that i think murder hobo is a blanket term for problem player because who, most people who are exercising the term don't want to take the time to be more specific i think it's also too it's a modern version said with derision of the like it's called role playing not role playing thing <laughs> like it's a way for players that consider themselves to be serious actors to mm -hmm. look down on people that just want to roll dice like yeah well look i've played with the serious actors i've also played with a group that had some serious people and some comedy people in it i played in nothing but funsies groups and very very few times have i ever played with murder hobos and in most of those circumstances, if not all of them, I would only say that they were murder hobos because they were playing one game and the GM was playing another one. Yep. So once again, our solution is just talk to each other. What a weird concept. I know. I know. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else to say about murder hobos? I'm intrigued by the murder hobo mini campaign. It should be a finite campaign. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like eight sessions, you know, yes. like. Mm -hmm. Except, okay, so this is what's going to continue the conversation. So I'm all about it. But what if you cannot produce this specifically? It has to come about organically. Because I've been, this is what I've been thinking about is like, could it, is, could you, if you stipulate a more murder hobo game, it's almost like running a horror game and announcing that it's a horror game you're supposed to be scared in. Like horror games are fun around Halloween, but when you telegraph the scary, it's no longer scary. It's a joke. So like, I feel like the only real pure way to have a murder hobo game is if it's organically created in the moment and the GM is like, oh my God, I'm in a murder hobo game. I need to change things. Because if you if you tell players like, hey, we're going to be doing a murder hobo game, then everybody is all up in their own head about what an evil character is. And, and that's a, in my opinion, that's a completely different thing. Like I want to run a game for evil players that act responsibly or do cool shit, not be murder hobos. These are two, like, they they could be the same thing, but they're not. 
they're not required to be the same thing. There's a term for that. What is it? A paradox? <laughs> I'll come up with it later. Do you um, understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I just think... Like, how would you do a murder hobo game on purpose? Yeah, because you'd want to be responsible. <laughs> like... Mm -hmm. And 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 you almost like it's almost like running a science experiment in which you are tweaking the data. You're polluting the data at that point. You know, if I was running a game for you guys and I was like, hey, we're just gonna run, I don't know, 5e, D and D, play whatever you want. There's no session zero. We're just in a town, go. And you guys were just like extorting the town for money because you want to get paid for your valuable services. And I will add in a medieval fantasy world, being able to swing a sword and go into a dungeon and risk your life is worth getting paid for. Yep. Hashtag you know, ladies so, get paid. It's it's so it's so funny because uh you don't know this, but the discourse in RPG Twitter last week. Oh boy. I think I'm gonna bomb <laughs> yeah. it. Are you ready for this? Yeah. If you go off killing bandits for the king, you're not an adventurer or a hero. You're a cop. <laughs> and then everybody was all, all up in arms about that. Either like, yeah, yeah, you're doing it for the mo You're a cop. And then other people <laughs> in the middle were like, you know, people in the middle were like, you realize like bandits like don't rob the king they like go into village villages and like like they rob hurt the common far people. desperate farmers and yeah. like commit rape and burn villages down yeah, like they're, they're going after the low-hanging fruit yeah they're not freedom fighters usually they're deserters from an army who have turned to getting paid for their work of swinging a sword from the people least able to stop them from getting paid and then there were the other people who were just like these woke new gamers can't take anything you're all so and so i was just like oh why do i still have this app on my phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever narc <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the category we fit in right woke gamers do we yeah yes I yeah i know that i just even because look i don't consider myself woke but i do have opinions about things just like everybody else you may not people... agree with my opinions but that doesn't mean i'm woke i don't have a woke agenda i don't give a shit. i have a sinister woke agenda and it's that you know people should be free to be themselves and you exactly know, um like what they do is none of my business and everyone deserves you know uh health care is a human right and mm -hmm. you know like yeah and you can have those opinions or have some of those opinions and not be woke you know what i mean you you can like i'm in i'm politically independent like i laugh at that conversation i think it's ridiculous you know i'll call straight white men onto the carpet every single day but i do so because i'm one of them and yeah. i i really don't like how straight white men have shown up throughout human history but that's my opinion it doesn't mean i'm 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 like a liberal and i have a woke agenda it just means i don't like straight white men myself included <laughs> i'm a self-loathing <laughs> piece of shit you know <laughs> well i love you thank you i love you too oh thanks man you beloved murder hobo
Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We got this one. This one's done. I, I think we do. All right. Well, until next time, this has been the Jaunty Mantis, part of the woke media agenda. And if you would like to write in and criticize us about our politics, Jesse, how can they do that? Uh, they can grab a heavy rock mm-hmm. and find a very long dock to a deep lake. Okay. And then rethink their life choices and write us an email telling us about how much they like us. That's right. You could also write us and tell us how much you don't like us, but we're just going to put it in. We're, we're just going to trash it. Like, we're not going to read it. Kindness is easier. It's just, yeah. It's just easier. All right. Perfect. Okay. Threads, Twitter, X, blah, 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 blah. Get out there and play some fucking role-playing games. <laughs>